Join host Pastor Adama and Zama Segbiji from the 8th and 9th of August for Covenant 2018 with guest speakers Pastors Taiwo and Namti Adukoya of the Fountain of Life Church International, Nigeria. Venue is Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Time is 7 p.m. each night. Register free today at 01293-885-000 or online at solutionchapel.org for Covenant 2018, August 8th and 9th. Come and have a life transforming encounter with the covenant keeping God. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. I don't know about you, but if you have been in a situation for so long when Jesus is passing by, that's not the time to play nice. When Jesus shows up, that's not the time to behave like a gentleman or a gentlewoman. He keeps shouting them out. People were telling him to shut up. But blind Bartimaeus said, no, today is my day. Today is my day of deliverance. Today is my day of healing. I'm not going to allow anybody to shut me down. And the Bible says that he shouted them all. And Jesus said, let him come. Well, are you ready for the word? Well, I'm so excited about what I'm about to preach. It's so powerful. It's going to really bless you in Jesus' name. All right, turn with me, please, in your Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 2, verse 24. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 2, verse 24. I read, it says, rise up, pass, rise up, take your journey, and pass over the river Anon, Behold, I have given into thy hand Sihon, or Sihon, the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing and concluding the message I started last week titled, Rise Up, Pass Over, and possess the land. Rise up, pass over, and possess the land. Please understand, like I said last week, that the Christian walk is a walk of advancement. It's a walk of progress. It's a walk of continuous increase. God has always designed that the human race grows upwards and not downwards. That we grow how? Upwards and not downwards. That is why from the day you were born, you have seen nothing but progress in your own life. You have not remained as a child since the day you were born. But you have been gradually growing and growing and growing. That's how God has designed the human world. And so, it's important for us to understand that it doesn't matter where you are right now in your life. Things might seem as if you're stuck. Things might seem as if they're not working. It might seem as if you are, you are just at the same spot. But I've come to announce to you that you will rise up. Amen. Listen to me. When you say amen, what you are saying is, let it be so 
in my life. If you don't want it, you don't have to say amen. The Bible says that the word of the Lord, the promises of the Lord, they are yes and amen. So when you say amen, what you are saying is that let it be so where in my life. So I want you to understand that when you are saying amen, you are not saying something casual. You are responding to a prophetic word. That that word will be so in your life. So if you are saying amen, I want you to say amen from the bottom of your heart. Heart. Amen. amen. You have to say a good amen. amen. I said you have to say a good amen. amen. The louder your amen, the quicker your breakthrough. Amen. Did you hear what I'm saying? If you want the breakthrough as quick as I want it, you'll be screaming amen. Amen. So the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24, it says, rise up, take up your journey and pass over. Why was God telling them to rise up? Because they have dwelt in that mountain for far too long. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 3, God said to them, you have tarried around this mountain for too long. You have stayed here for too long. It's been enough. You have been here for too long. It's time to go where? Northward. God said to them, turn northward. In other words, there are greater things to possess up there. Don't settle yet. Don't settle yet. Yes, God has blessed you. Yes, you have been promoted this year. But don't settle yet. Amen? Amen. I said, don't settle yet. There is more coming. There is more ahead of you. Let me hear a good amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So God said to them, rise up. You've been here for far too long. You've you've, you've, You've dwelt around this mountain for too long. Isn't it interesting? Sometimes... If you, God gives you a little testimony and then you just stay there and say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No, no, no. You can't say thank you, Jesus. There are more testimonies coming. But the only way you're going to have access to all these testimonies is to, number one, rise up. God said to them, rise up. I don't know where you are, but I've come to you to rise up. I don't know where this church is, but I've come to declare prophetically that we are rising up. I said we are rising up as a mighty giant in this land, as a mighty giant across the globe. We are rising up, Solution, and nothing can stop our rising up. That's why Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1 to 3, it says, arise and shine. Arise and shine. Somebody said, arise and shine. Arise and shine. Or say this morning, say, arise and shine. Arise and shine. It says, arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The glory of the Lord. Even though the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, you have the responsibility to arise and to shine. You see, there are people who are stagnant in life, not because the glory of the Lord has not risen. The glory of the Lord has risen, but they are still where they are. Even though the glory of the Lord has risen upon them, they have not taken the step to arise out of where they are. 
They have not taken the step to move forward. So even though the glory of God has remained available, the glory is not benefiting them. Now question, what is the glory of God? The glory of God is the totality of God himself. When the glory of God shows up, that's the power of God showing up. When the glory of God shows up, that's the presence of God showing up. The glory of God is God all by himself. That's why he says, my glory will I not share with any man. Are you following what I'm saying? It's like a king. The Bible says, where the word of the king is, there is power. So wherever the glory of God shows up, God himself is present. And in the glory of God, there is no toiling. In the glory of God, there is no struggling. In the glory of God, there is peace. In the glory of God, there is prosperity. In the glory of God, there is progress. But when the glory of God comes, you have the responsibility to arise. You remember the blind Bartimaeus? You remember blind Bartimaeus? When he heard that Jesus was passing by, he shouted and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. And people were telling him, shut up, shut up. People were telling him, keep quiet. And the Bible says that he keeps shouting them all, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. I don't know about you, but if you have been in a situation for so long, when Jesus is passing by, that's not the time to play nice. When Jesus shows up, that's not the time to behave like a gentleman or a gentlewoman. He keeps shouting them out. People were telling him to shut up, but blind Bartimaeus said, no, today is my day. Today is my day of deliverance. Today is my day of healing. I'm not going to allow anybody to shut me down. And the Bible says that he shouted them all. And Jesus said, let him come. And when Jesus said he should come, the Bible says that the people who were telling him to shut up said, be of good cheer. The master called thee. People many of the times are two-faced. The same people who are talking, who are in front of you saying you are nice. Behind you, they are saying, ah, you are a very wicked person. Behind you, they say, oh, pastor, your message today was powerful. They stand by and say, I don't know. What. He was just shouting, shouting, screaming, screaming. In front of you, they say, oh, this is the best church. Behind you, they are saying, oh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving next week. Once I get what I want, I'm leaving. Are you following what I'm saying? That's human nature. Human nature is in front of yourself, Pastor. You are the best, Pastor. Oh, Pastor. Hey, Pastor, the way you preach the word, the way you dissect the word, I don't even know where you get the revelation from. <laughs> I don't know which part of the Bible you read. But the moment they say that in front of you, when they turn their back, when you turn your back, they start criticizing you. That's human nature. The same people who told blind Bartimaeus, shut up, were the same people who were telling him, oh, be of good cheer, the master is calling you. The master is calling you. And I love blind Bartimaeus' attitude. The Bible says that he threw off his garment. You see, when the glory of God shows up in your life, you have to let go of your past. You have to do something. If you do nothing, the glory will not benefit you. 
So he let go, he let go of his beggarly garment, went to Jesus, and Jesus asked him, listen, he was blind. Jesus knew he was blind, but Jesus asked him, what would you like to be done for you? That's not a time. You see, many of you, when God asks you a question, you ask God a question back. You are blind, you go to God, and God says, what can I do for you? And start asking God, God, can you not see that I'm blind? <laughs> no, you have to state what you want. So blind Bartimio said, that I may see, that I may see, not that I may have money. The most important miracle I need right now is to see, is to have a vision, is to be able to perceive that there is a greater future for me. And the Bible says that he received his healing. Yes, people criticize him, but when it comes to faith, your faith has to be radical. I said your faith has to be radical. When the glory of God shows up, that is not the time to keep quiet. There was a time I was so angry with what I was going through, I started praying. I prayed till the house that I was living in, they have to call police people. I understand the house was shaking. The following house, the, the next house was shaking. They called police people to come to the house, and one of the, the people I was living with in the house said, No, he's praying. We cannot knock on his door. When you understand what you are going through, you become violent. The Bible says that the violent take it out by force. Jesus said up until now, the kingdom of God suffered what? Violent. And the violent take the kingdom by force. You have to take your breakthrough how? By force. You take your miracle how? By force. Our church growth agenda for the year must be taken how? By force. Not by being nice. When we give you flyers to give out, you put it in your house. When we call for evangelism, you don't show up. And you claim you're a Christian. You are not a Christian. You don't understand what Christianity is. Christianity is not about me, myself, and I. Christianity is about you being saved so you can save others. It says, Savior shall rise up out of Zion. Savior shall rise up out of this church. You have been destined to rescue somebody who is going to hell. And you are quiet. So it says, arise, shine for the glory of the Lord is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 60. It says, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Is it happening? Yes. We see unbelievers proudly boasting in what they believe in. Unbelievers proudly boasting in what they believe in. I saw people riding bicycle, not wearing anything in this country. They proudly believe it and they are displaying their belief. Some people go on parade. They call it pride parade. We are pride. We are prideful of this parade. 
It's not that there is no good in the land. It's not that there are no Christians in the land. But when good keeps quiet, evil triumphs. It's not that there are no Christians. Why do they start ticketing our cars when we are parked out here? Because they are against growth. We can't be silent. We can't be silent. We've been silent for far too long. No more silence. It's the work of the devil. They don't want anything to grow. As long as Pharaoh can keep you in bondage and every month give you something little, he will be happy. You think that's where you want to go. God wants to give you the land. He wants to give you the land flowing with milk and honey. But as for Pharaoh, he just wants to give you something small. Something small, something little. He won't give you enough. So you come back in three months time. He'll give you something small. So you come back tomorrow. So there is gross darkness in the land. And we can't keep quiet. But unfortunately, many, many Christians have become like the unbelievers. You don't know where we stand. We have no convictions. Many don't have any spiritual convictions. Many are in the church, but they have no faith. If their faith is tested today, they will leave the church. If their faith is tested today, they will leave the church. If they go through a little sickness, they say, ah, this is not what I, I, I asked for God. God, uh, I thought you were going to heal me. Where's the healing? Many are in the church, but we don't have faith. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things which I say? Many of us are calling Jesus, Lord, he's my master, savior. But when you step out there, you can't even witness to an unbeliever going to hell. When was the last time you reached out to a lost? We've declared vision, rescue the perishing. Where is your soul? Where is, look, look around you, where is your soul in the church? Where is the soul you have reached this year for the church, for Jesus? Where is your soul? And yet, unfortunately, you haven't reached anybody for Christ, yet you are sucking people out of the church. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm preaching good this morning. So it's time to arise. Enough of, of, of double playing. You are either a Christian or you are a non-believer. If you are in the church, be a proper Christian. When we call for a fast, fast. That's what Christians do. When we call for prayer, pray. That's what Christians do. When we call for outreach, reach out. That's what Christians do. Gross darkness is upon the earth. Gross darkness is upon the people. But the Bible says, But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Verse 3 of Isaiah chapter 60, it says, And the Gentiles, talking about the unbelievers, shall come to, the, to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Listen, there is nothing in the world for you. 
Did you hear what I just said? There is nothing the devil has for you that is of any good. Anything the devil gives you, you'll pay back a thousand times more. If he gives you a little car now, you pay back through many loss of lives in accidents. The devil is smart. The devil doesn't give you anything for free. Did you hear what I'm saying? He doesn't give you anything. So if you're a Christian, be a good Christian. Be a serious Christian. You can't be a Christian and be lukewarm. God says, I will spew you out. Be a serious Christian. Christianity is losing its value in the land. Just look around you. Just here in Crawley, there are many mosques that have been built. Many. But in the church, when we say we want to raise building funds, do you know people are not giving? People take their envelope, but they don't give. When it comes to tithes and offering, do you know people don't give? And you think you are fooling God? This is how the kingdom works. This kingdom operates on giving and receiving. They are building things. Why can't we, when we are more than them, why can't we build greater things than them? Why? Why? Why can't we? Why are we so selfish? Why are we so self-centered? I don't understand. I'm trying to understand this. I don't understand. Christians, why are we so selfish? Why are we so self-centered? It says the Gentiles, their own believers, the people in the world, they will come to the rising of our life. They will come to us. When they see us rising, they will know that these are true Christians. But what happens when it's time to give? You say, Lord, Lord. But you don't do what he says you should do. The only way we are going to rise up, pass over and possess the land is when we are building big things. Listen, listen to me. Whether you like it or not, money speaks. Are you following what I'm saying? Whether you like it or not, money what? Speaks. So if you are in the church and you are against giving and you are against financial prosperity and all that, then you are, you are not, you are not part of the kingdom of God. You don't, check, listen, let me give you an assignment. Write this assignment down. Go and research through the whole Bible. Research through the whole Bible and see, beginning from Abraham, beginning from, let's even start from Noah. Noah Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Check all these people. Check all of them and see if any of them, Moses, mention them, all of them, Paul the apostle, mention all of them, Jesus Christ himself. Check all of them and see at any point in time if God ever requested a sacrificial giving from them. Check it for yourself. I know most of you will not do it. 
because what I'm saying will pass through one ear and you'll go home and you, you won't even care about doing it. Go and research it for yourself and see if they were kingdom givers or not. If they were not givers, please, when you come to the church, when it's time to forgive, you just stand out there. When we finish giving, then you come in. Are you following what I'm saying? We can never build anything significant if we don't give. We can't. I was shocked to hear that the, the only people giving towards a, give, a building fund are not more than four in this whole church. Up to date. When it comes to tithing, there are not more than 10 people in this church who tithe. 10 is even too much. What are the rest of us doing? What are we doing in the church? And yet we are working and God has blessed us. What are we doing? We just come and eat and go? It doesn't work that way. The kingdom of God don't work that way. The kingdom of God functions on giving and receiving. Are you following what I'm saying? How many of you want this church to go far? The only way we can go far is through giving and making sure the kingdom is expanding. That's the only way. Have you ever come to this church and the door is locked before? Never. How can there be just five people in this church tithing? It's all right. What are the rest of us doing? How can just four or three people in the church giving towards the building fund? We want to raise 1.2 million. Can four people give towards 1.2 million? When there are many of us, what are the rest of us doing? What are we doing? This is not of God. This is not how God built his kingdom. Check through the Bible. When Moses was about to build the tabernacle, God said to them, tell my people to bring me gold, silver, bronze, and different kinds of offering. Everybody gave. Everybody gave. Everyone gave until Moses said, it's enough. We don't want any more. That's how it should be. Not just being in the church and not being a giver. Are you following what I'm saying? This, you see, listen to me. When God tells you to give, it is not to his advantage, but to your advantage. How many of you know that? It's to your advantage, not to his advantage. Not to, the only way God is going to preserve his people is when we understand kingdom principles. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we have imbibed doctrines from the world so much that we listen to the world more than we listen to the word of God. We listen to what the world is saying more than we listen to what the word of God is saying. How you, and the only medium through which God is going to bless us is through tithes and offering. This is God ordained. Ask Abraham. I don't know why the, the Holy Spirit has shifted me here this morning. It's not my message. I don't know why. But God is about to do something in this church. Yeah. 
He's bringing, can you imagine if all of us are tithing faithfully? Not I tithe today, I don't tithe faithfully. Can you imagine where you are working? Your employer decides not to pay you faithfully. Can you imagine? They decide, July I'll pay you. October I'll not pay you. November I'll not pay you. That's, 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 he's doing it not faithfully. We have to be faithful. Faithfulness means being consistently consistent. This church is not broke. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? This church is not broke. This church is the most blessed church on the surface of the earth. We've never done anything in this church and raised funds before, have we? No. Never. 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 So I'm, I'm just teaching you what works. I'm teaching you the covenant gateways to walk in true riches. It's not about me. It's about you. It's like when you tell someone, don't fornicate as a pastor. You are not helping yourself. You are helping the person. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. If you are working, you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend that tell you don't fornicate, is it going to help me? No, it's going to help you. So what I'm saying is to your benefit, not to my benefit, I am a doer of it, so it's benefiting me. That's why I'm teaching you what works and it will benefit you also. The only way this part of the world will know that there's a church-like solution is when all of us, all of us, faithfully give to this cause. It can't be just a handful of people. It can't be. That's wrong. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll say, that's wrong. I said, that's wrong. I said, that's wrong. We need to repent. We need to go back to our first love. God is not trying to take anything from you. Please hear me. God is trying to give you everything. We cannot have just four people in this church who are giving to the building fund. Is that true? It cannot work like that way. We cannot have less than eight people in the church who are tithing faithfully. This big church, eight people. <laughs> so what are the rest of us doing? Don't we want to walk in the blessing? Do we want to walk in the blessing? Amen. Do you want to walk in the blessing? Amen. Then it's time to rise up. Amen. I said it's time to rise up. I said it's time to rise up. Yes. No more inconsistency. Christianity is not a, a work of inconsistency. It's a work of what? Consistency. It's a work of what? Consistency. How would you like it when today you call on God and he answers? Tomorrow you call and he doesn't answer. When you are desperately in need. That's inconsistent. God is a consistent, ever consistent God. Ever consistent God. 
The things I'm teaching you, it's not that I'm telling you stories. There are many countless stories, testimonies in this church. One of our members in this church, right in this church, when he joined the church, he said, I don't believe in tithes and offerings. I said, okay, you keep coming. But I keep teaching, keep teaching. One day he said, okay, I'm going to try this thing. Pastor said, this thing is working. Let me try it. Let me just try this tithes and offering thing. And then he gave. He started tithing. And then after that, his testimony was, when I was not giving, my money was finishing. When I started giving, my money was not finishing. Are you following what I'm saying? It, this, is, this is God. Listen, the kingdom of God, and, and, and I'm telling you, God has moved him from where he was to a greater height. Amen. Through the tithing. God is a covenant-keeping God. Amen. The covenant only works for those who are partakers of it. If you're not a partaker of the covenant, it will not work for you. I won't stand here and lie to you. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a faithful giver. Faithfully. My wife will tell you sometimes, God will tell me everything, give everything, and everything, I'll give it. And he has opened major doors for me, major doors, major doors. I can't stand here and tell you how God has blessed me. God has blessed me so much, so much. Recently, I was counting the number of properties God has blessed us with. I was shocked. Very soon, I will not be able to count them. Wow. Yeah. It's through the engagement of the covenant. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying, church? Listen, listen, listen. Listen. You've been, you've been in this church for years. You've been in this church for years. We don't do gymnastics here, do we? Everything we do here is in simplicity. You, you know it. Listen, my heart is clean. My heart is pure. I'm not here because I want to get something from you. No. One of our members was sharing a testimony with me a couple of weeks ago. I said, Pastor, finally, we've been able to get a house. The first day I went to visit him, the first day, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. That's, that's a, you need to understand what the testimony is. Testimony is simply mean you've gone through a test and God has brought you out to have something better. That's, you have to understand testimonies. Don't, don't, don't. Okay. The first day I went to visit him, he, his, his mattress was on the floor. First day. First day I went to visit him, his mattress was where? On the floor. I taught him the principle of giving faithfully, tithing. He started. And God started lifting him up. Lifting him up. Lifting him up. And just last week or two weeks ago, he came to say, Pastor, finally, God has blessed us with a three-bedroom house. That's God at work. 
That's God at work. Listen, listen. You, you, you need to understand that God is at work. And it only happens through your engagement of the covenant. When are you going to have your own? God says, prove me now and see. Don't, you see, don't be in the church and be carnal and be worldly. You are in the church, but your behavior is, is like the world. Your mindset, you have not been liberated from Egypt. Your mindset is still Egypt. Moses has been sent to deliver you out of Egypt. And yet you are saying, why have you brought us to this place? Is it because there are no graves? You are thinking about graves? You are thinking about death in a free land? No. The day I'll stand here and lie to you, that's the day you'll never see me here. Are you following what I'm saying? Because, listen, I didn't just get up and start a church. God called me. I want you to hear me well. I did not just get up and start a church. God did what? God called me. So when you're in the church, be a good Christian. Be, be, be a Christian. Let's see your Christianity. That's the only way we're going to reach the world for Jesus. Let's see your Christianity. Demonstrate it in the church and outside also. When I heard that it's only four people that are giving, I was shocked. The day we launched the building fund, there were multitudes here. Everybody came for their envelopes. Everybody. And yet there are only three or four people giving. So where are the other hundreds? Everyone who to. We are not saying give 10,000 pounds immediately. Start giving little by little. Did God speak to you that day to give or not? Yes. If you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit that day when you came to take your envelope, the Holy Spirit spoke to you. Now you've gone home, the devil has spoken to you, now you are obeying the voice of the devil more than the voice of God. You think that the devil will ever tell you to give? No. Will the devil ever tell you to give? <laughs> will the devil ever tell you to win a soul? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Start from where you are. Start little. Yes, if you pledge in your heart to give God 100,000 pounds, the 100,000 pounds, you will not have it all at once. Start giving little by little. Amen. 10 pounds, 20 pounds. That's, God can see that you have made an effort. You have begun. Take the journey. Start, start from where you are. You think God doesn't know your heart? God knows your heart. Start from where you are. It said little drops of water makes a what? A mighty ocean. Little drops of what? Water. So start with your what? Little drops. Start with your what? Little drops. Before you realize, one day we'll stand here and we'll say, by the grace of God, we have raised the 1.2 million pounds. And then you can say, I was part of this significant journey. Don't just sit down and do nothing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm just going to follow your leading today. 
I'm out of my notes. I'm preaching, I'm teaching, I'm just saying what the Holy Spirit is asking me to tell you. This is our church. Amen? This is not somebody else's church. Listen, your soul is more important than money. How many of you know that? Your soul, your salvation is more important than material things. Why would you entrust your soul to this church? The nourishment of your soul, spirit to this church. And think that your material things are more important. Going to heaven is more important. All these material things, we'll leave them behind. Many of us will have millions of pounds saved up on the day we will die. It's not going to go with us to the grave. Will it? Are you going to write in your will, when I die, make sure you redraw all the money from the bank and put it in the coffin? No. It's not going to go with you. Are you following what I'm saying? So your soul is more important. Where your spirit is going is more important. Why would you entrust your spirit and your soul to God, to this church, and think your material wealth doesn't come here? Amen? Some of you, but for this church, your marriage will not be where it is now. Some of you, but for this church, your spiritual life will not be where it is now. At least every morning you wake up and you know you are going somewhere. You have confidence that I'm going somewhere. I'm going to be refreshed. I'm going to be prayed for. I'm going to be empowered. So that I can, I can have a victorious month. Are you following what I'm saying? But you're in the church, you're playing games with God. You're either here or not here. Gideon was asked by God, go to war. He took, I think, 30,000 or 3,000 men. And God said, no, I only need 300. 300. And it's, it's always better to know who is with you. Yeah. It's always better. The day you step your foot in this church, you are telling me you are with me. Are you following me? You are telling me God has called me, so I'm going to go with you. No matter what. And in this journey of going, sometimes there will be turbulence. But when it's time for turbulence, that's not the time to jump out of the plane. You jump out of the plane, you die. Are you following what I'm saying? We stay in the turbulence together. We are in for life. We are not here for two years, five years, and then, okay, where next? Your name is on every church register. Where do you belong? Jumping from pillar to post, where do you belong? God said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. Let's read it. Oh, I'm preaching good this morning. We are going to rise up. We are going to pass over. And we are going to possess the land. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 says, And I will give you passes according to mine heart. So if you are a child of God, God has given me to you according to his heart. 
How many of you chose your mothers and fathers? Let me see by hand. How many of you chose who will give birth to you? Did you choose your mom and dad? No. How you wish to. You cannot. No, no one can choose. It's the same way we don't choose our pastors. You cannot choose your pastor. Listen to me. Your pastor is chosen for you by God. God said, I, God, I will give you pastors according to my own heart. So I am given to you by God. Amen. The earlier you get this, the quicker it will be for you, the better it will be. God says, I'll give you pastors according to my own heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Have I been feeding you with knowledge and understanding? Have I been feeding you with knowledge and understanding? Every day when you come here, I have prepared. I'm feeding you with knowledge and understanding. I can guarantee you every time you come here, every time you come to church, you will learn something new almost every day. Not if, not every day. Is that true or not? You come and I feed you with knowledge and understanding. And look at what happens after you are fed with knowledge and understanding. Verse 16. It says, and it shall come to pass when you shall be multiplied and increased in the land. Are you multiplying and increasing in the land? Of course. In your workplaces, God is promoting you. In your houses, God is increasing you. There is joy in your family. It can only be done according to the pastors God has given you according to his own heart. You shall be multiplied and increased in the land and those they say as the Lord, they shall say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it, say, shall it come to mind. Neither shall they remember it. Neither shall they visit it. Neither shall that be done anymore. What God is saying in effect is that when you are planted where God has given you the ability to be planted, you will be, two things will be evident, multiplication and increase. Multiplication and what? Increase. Don't come to the church and say, once I get what I want, I'm going. You're coming for a woman. Once you get a woman, you're gone. No. That's a wrong mindset. You are coming to marry. Once you get married and then you go, that's a wrong mindset. The testimony I was sharing with you earlier, one of the, the members who was sharing, I said to you, do you remember? There were some people you were here with in the church. You remember? I said, yes, I remember them. I said, they are no more here. I said, you know that, don't you? He said, yes. And I said, you know them, don't you? He said, yes. I said, where are they now? He said, oh, pastor, their life have gone down. Why? Because you are not where God has planted you. God is not a joker. God means what he says and he says what he means. Sometimes your father and mother disciplines you, but you don't leave the house. You don't take your name off and say, "Ah, I'm no longer uh, called uh, uh, whatever your surname is. Do you do that? No. 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 This is where God has planted you. Stay here for life. Instead of thinking, what's the next move? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
just said, let's move. <laughs> you are just moving. Once I get what I want, ah, that's it. <laughs> that's wrong. That's evil. Yes, I said, that's evil. Yeah. <laughs> Am I preaching this morning? Yeah. Your name is on every church register. Every church register. There were some people I trained here. I bought equipment for them, paid for them to be trained, everything. One day we were having a program in one of our branches and they were there playing the instruments. And then there was a lady who came. She's a pastor in another church. She said, this is one of my members. I said, what? (laughs) I said, what? This one, I led him to Christ. This one, I bought instruments for him. This one, I paid money for him to learn how to play this instrument. And another pastor is saying he's one of my members. I said, wow. What a shock. So where do you belong? When I'm thinking of my members, somebody's also saying, <laughs> Mercy, Lord, mercy. I was shocked that day. She said, It's one of our members. I said, Wow. <laughs> ah, what a shock. So, where do you belong? Are you part of this church? Or you are part of a different church? I'm here. Let me just. You know, I'm here, let me just, and you go about giving, I mean, prophetic, you know. There was a lady here sometime, her life was in a mess, total, complete mess. Mess, mess, mess. And then after service, I'll see her praying with some members. I said, look, you, your life is in a mess, and yet you are praying with some members of the church. You don't do things that way. You don't do things. You need to understand. You see, God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, he will reap. Are you following what I'm saying? What you sow, you reap. Not in hell or in heaven. You reap it right here. You reap it where? Right here. So, you know, don't come to the church. There are many people who have come to this church because they want to borrow money from the church. The moment we say no, they get angry and then they leave the church because they've come with ulterior motives. And most of the time, these are non-tithers. It's always non-tithers who create problems. They want to come and borrow the money the tithers have tithed and paid. When you come, we tell you, go to the bank. The church is not a, a bank. Are you following what I'm saying? This morning, I just came to talk to you. It's time for us to be partakers of every call out from this altar. Be it vision, rescue the perishing. Let's go out. On our individual, just do something. Just do something. Just do something. Are you following what I'm saying? Just do what? Do something. Just do what? Just do what? Just do something. Just do something. Just do something. And God will bless you. Just do something. 
I said, just do something. I said, just do something. Say with me from today. I'm going to do something. Oh, say it again. Say it from today. I'm going to do something. Say it again. Say from today. I'm going to do something. Be a soul winner. The church is not an exclusive club. Be a soul winner. Be in every service. When the services are put together, it's for you. It's to bless you. It's to lift you up. Finally, as we close, let's read our foundational text again. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. It says, rise up, take up your journey, pass over the river Anon. Behold, I have given into thy hand Sihon the Amorite, king of Hezbon, and his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. God has given us the land, but we have to possess it and contend with Sihon in battle. Listen, the Christian work is a work of what? Battle. It doesn't happen on silver platter. Amen. And I believe that to, after today, I'll see a change. I said I'll see a change. I see a change in our outreach, in our soul winning. When we call for soul winning, it's just four people, four, five people. Why? What are the rest of us doing? I was told yesterday only four people went out. It's the same people who go out for soul winning. What are the rest of us doing? When we call for giving, four people. Tithing, four people. Come on, it's not. Prayer, four people. No, it cannot be so. It's not of God. I said it's not of God. It changes from today. I said it changes from today. Yeah. This, this ministry is on TV. We have never one day done and said we want partners. Do you know, have you realized that? We are on TV, do you know that? How many of you know that? Yes. We are on radio, we have never raised partnership. This is a blessed church. Amen. Check every TV, Christian TV station. Check every pastor that is on there. They raise partners to sponsor the preaching of the gospel. Do you think I cannot also do that? It's intentional. I have decided not to raise partners because I believe in the God who has called me. Are you following what I'm saying? This is simple. This is for you to discern. This is wisdom so that you know that this is a genuine church called of God not to fleece God's people but to empower you. There are many things we do in this church we don't tell you. Covenant 2018 is coming up with a great man of God. Don't wait for me to tell you to give before you give. Are you following what I'm saying? God should touch your heart and say, I'm going to sponsor this. I'm going to pay for the hotel room. I'm going to pay for this. I'm going to pay for that. I'm going to, do you know we are advertising in the newspaper? Yes. Somebody called and said, oh, I saw your, your advert in the newspapers. 
Do you know it costs a lot of money to put an advert in the newspaper? There are a lot of things we are doing we cannot tell you. This church is helping plant churches in India financially. There are a lot of things we are doing we cannot tell you. Don't think, don't think we are not doing anything here. We are doing significant things here. Are you following what I'm saying? If all of us from today will start tithing faithfully, will start giving faithfully, will start winning souls faithfully, this church will change the course of this area in one month. I said in how long? In one month. And I believe God will do that with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive it this morning? This morning you are not clapping because you thought Pastor came to get into our business. Did you receive it this morning? Let's rise up on our feet. Somebody say enough is enough. Oh, say it again. Say enough is enough. This morning we want to pray. You want to pray and ask God to help you. You know where you are. You are. Ask God to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen you, to empower you. Ask God to give you grace to become a doer of the word. Just two minutes. Just talk to the Lord. The Bible says that if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and repent from their wicked ways. I will heal their land. It's time for us to repent. 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 To turn for our wicked ways. Turn from every way that is not of God. Father, help us. Help us. Help us. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us. Help us, Holy Spirit. May we be doers of your word and not be hearers only. May we be doers of your word and not hearers only. We thank you. We thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you for reviving us once more. Jesus' name. You know, the Holy Spirit said to me to the last time I demonstrated something to you. This is important and we'll close. You see, like I've always said, you can be in the church and not be plugged into the vision of the church. 
You see that keyboard right there? Keep playing. Keep playing. You see, the only reason why you can hear the sound of the keyboard is because the keyboard is plugged in and it's been played. Right? Please switch it off from the power. Switch it off. Turn it off. Yeah, keep playing the keyboard. Can you see it's still connected, right? It's still connected to the power, right? Keep playing. Can you hear? He's still playing, right? So that means you can be in the church, be plugged in like that, but we cannot hear anything. Please don't just be in the church and not be plugged in. Please turn the power on. See, when you turn on the power and he start playing, start playing now. You see, now you can hear the power. Some of you were scared. Some of you thought for once we were in a disco. <laughs> now, can you see the difference? So don't be in the church and not be plugged in. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Don't be in the church and not be plugged in. Be in the church and let's you're plugging in make a difference. Don't give half of your heart to God. God doesn't need half of our heart. He needs all of our heart. We must all be plugged in like that keyboard and everyone must hear the sound that is coming from this house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. 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 God bless you. Let's please be seated. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of the service. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Join host Pastor Adama and Zama Segbeji from the 8th and 9th of August for Covenant 2018 with guest speakers Pastors Taiwo and Namthi Adukoya of the Fountain of Life Church International, Nigeria. Venue is Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Time is 7 p.m. each night. Register free today at 01293-885-000 or online at solutionchapel.org for Covenant 2018, August 8th and 9th. Come and have a life transformation. Encounter with the covenant keeping God.